This is a special swimsuit. It is invented for tucking. Your genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. Nature lets you be who you are. Even gay. Ladies and gentlemen, you are cordially invited to the Summer of Pride with my friends at the North Face. Why are you gay? This month I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Love ya! People are retarded. Buckle your seatbelt and strap in, because this June we're gonna celebrate Pride Month as a country, and we will bend over backward to do so. Bend over. Ben, nice to meet you, Victor Hugo. Whatever dignity major corporations have left, they will absolutely sell in June to make sure that they pander to a small minority in the country. All of this because someone made the bold choice to have sex with someone else. Now push aside that we have no parallel in our country to the level of celebration Pride Month gets and focus with me for a moment that the whole month is dedicated to who you've decided to have sex with. If this really isn't what the celebration is all about, then why can't gay people use Valentine's Day to celebrate love with the rest of us? If this is really all about love, why do they insist on public displays of indecency shoved in the face of the youngest children among us? If you're a fan of this cultural shift, by all means, sit back and enjoy the mutilation of children and the sexual indoctrination of first graders. But if you believe that the world is a better place when the moral have an influence on what happens in society, then you may want to watch how and where you spend your money. While some will argue that the government has no place influencing economics. I, I, I don't believe it's the role of government to, to then um, essentially go after corporations that differed with them. And others will tell us that we need to stop with the activism. These companies don't have an agenda. They just want to sell products and they're being inclusive to honor all of their customers, not just you. Or if you boycott one, you'll have to boycott them all to be morally consistent. Are you really going to boycott everything? All I can tell you is this, that the kind of passivity on full display in the culture all around us is creating the culture that we now presently have. If you like what you see, then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. If you don't like tens of millions of aborted babies or the gender mutilation of children parading around as tolerance, or if you think the body positivity movement has gotten a little out of control, then maybe we should acknowledge our silence as a major culprit in the way the world looks today. If you wanna know who's responsible for the proliferation of gender ideology, the over 60 million babies sacrificed at the altar of Planned Parenthood, and more than watch this. Flashback. To say America is anti-Semitic is right. a lie. To say it is racist is a lie. Okay, These are giant left-wing lies. We're talking about degrees. To say that men can menstruate is a lie. And that is now, that is what is said. Check it out, folks. Check it out. So that clip that I just showed you was of Dennis Prager back in 2019 when he was on the Bill Maher show. As you could hear, the audience was all laughing at him as he suggested that there are people out there that believe that men can menstruate. My, how things change.
This is a clear reminder that if we neglect things on the fringes, we do so to our own peril because they will find their way into the mainstream. This is why you can't say, just don't shop there if you don't like Target. Just don't buy Bud Light. In 2019, people were laughing at Dennis for suggesting such a preposterous thing as a man can menstruate. Here in 2023, now we're selling bathing suits at Target so that men can tuck their junk underneath their butts. And now people are shocked that we've gotten here. But I can help you with the shock by telling you how we made it here. Those who mocked others for declaring the culture war matters. Those who waved their hands and said, just preach the gospel. Those who refused to wake up because it would demand that you take responsibility for the world that you have created with your silence. And even people like Bill Maher who refused to acknowledge their side's complicity, they are the ones to blame. But even more sad is that there are still people acting this way. Can you imagine what our world will look like in 20 years if we continue on the path we're headed? If you believe you're responsible for the world you live in, that as Wesley said, the world is our parish, if by chance you believe we could do a little bit better holding our nation accountable for general decency and objective moral goodness, then you may want to look at the conservative backlash against major corporations and suggest that maybe you have a role in joining this battle. But how can we cancel Target when we depend on their wares? If we cancel one, don't we have to cancel them all? And if we do that, how do we buy anything? I'll try to answer that and more today on IndieThinker. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, check out our show sponsor today. You can go to our friends over at Element Home Loans where you can get pre-approved for a home loan today. And you need to do so right now before rates get higher. Who knows what's going to happen with this whole debt ceiling negotiation. It looks as though Kevin McCarthy's caved quite a bit. And perhaps because the Republicans can at any point in time vote Kevin McCarthy out, that's one of the stipulations that he agreed to when he became the speaker. Um, if that happens, then that means these debt ceiling negotiations are off and uncertain times will happen in the future. But what if you could lock in a great rate today that will consistently be with you all the way through your home shopping process. Well, the way to do that is to get pre-approved. So you can do that by going to kbmtg.com right now. And when you do so, you'll not only get great customer service, but you'll be supporting a great sponsor that helps support the show. So when you go over there, let them know that IndieThinker sent you. Well, you might be able to tell that I am a little bit redder than I typically am. That's because my makeup girl that doesn't exist is taking the day off and I am down in Orlando with my family. Uh, I just got done with NRB pitching some fantastic ideas for the future of IndieThinker, uh, specifically a film that we hope to bring to you very, very soon on a very important topic. If you've been following the show, you might know what that is, but I'll save spoilers for later um, as we get a little bit closer to the release of the, of the film. But uh, needless to say, a groundbreaking film that I'm working on right now that we're hoping to produce. So I spent the time kind of pitching that at NRB, which is a conference for national religious broadcasters. And so very fruitful time. I can't wait to share moving forward some of the things that happened as a result of my time there and the meetings that were had there. But suffice to say, uh, because I'm spending some time with my family in Orlando at the moment, my face is a little bit red because I am enjoying myself in the sun with the family. So nonetheless, I did want to take this time, though, to uh, bring some, I think, important 
some important updates about what's going on in the country and and, and most importantly, what we as Christians um, should be thinking at this point in time and more importantly, how we can process what's going on so that we can leave this world a little bit better off than, than we found it. Now, it's true that the vast majority of people who say they are doing that end up doing so um, blinded by ideology very often and Christians could be accused of doing the same thing. However, I would just say that um, the the proof is in the pudding and I, I would suggest that quite frankly, if we look historically at what Christians have done in terms of the way that they have been influential in creating what is the greatest nation in the history of the world, um, I would say that we got a good track record as far as that stuff is concerned. Now, some of you who don't know anything about history other than and what you learned from watching a Sam Harris video, uh, you're going to say, well, what about the Crusades? And what about the Catholic Church and all of their scandal? And all, and, and all I'll say to you is this, is that um, as we can tell, especially based on what we're going to be talking about today, you can tell that every single corporation, every single entity in the history of the world, because it's run by human beings, has issues. The question is not, has an institution never had an issue and always been perfect? Good luck with that one. The question is, is what has the greatest chance of actually making the biggest difference in the world. And hopefully by now we can realize that secular humanism has run its course in uh, in America and we need to return to a moral center. Now, suffice to say, that comes on the heels of what's been going on at Target. Now, what I want to try to do through the show today is just simply give you maybe a little bit of hope, but also maybe give you some encouragement towards actually taking the next steps in entering into the conservative backlash against Target and other places and try to do so from a Christian perspective. So here's why I believe that you Christians out there, um, you people of good conscience and you conservatives should be joining in the boycotting of places like Target and even places like Disney. So now we're going to focus specifically on Target. So for those of you who are not aware, which you hopefully are at this point in time, uh, a lot of people are up in arms, not only about Bud Light because of their teaming up with Dylan Mulvaney, but also because of what Target just recently did in two things specifically. One, uh, and this is not new, which is a little bit strange because the Target's been doing this under the radar for a long time, but it just recently was revealed that they were selling packing bathing suits, which essentially is the way to take the twig and parries tuck it way underneath you so that when you're wearing a female bathing suit, you're not poking out everywhere, which, um, you know, good luck with that one. It sounds incredibly uncomfortable. And by the way, we do not know the long-term results of actually doing that to a man. Uh, so uh, definitely higher vocal range is probably one of them, among other things. Testicular cancer, perhaps. Needless to say, uh, that's one of the, the big issues that recently went viral with Target. But beyond that, it was revealed that Target also was in gearing up for Pride Month. Uh, they were teaming up with something called Ab Parlin, Pralin. I don't know what it is. Don't really care. I probably uh, am pronouncing it wrong. You can tell me I am down in the comment section below. But again, um, let's use our time more wisely and actually talk about who this company is. And this is a company that puts satanic themed LGBTQ awareness apparel out into the market. And so Target teamed up with this satanic company uh, to to put out pride gear for this upcoming pride month. Now, what followed as a result of these things being revealed is Target actually responding to backlash and losing billions of dollars, at, just like Bud Light. Now, in, in, 
in an attempt to try to avoid the same kind of fiasco that uh, that Bud Light experienced. Now, Target is also trying to do what they can to run the marketing machine up and to try to avoid backlash from both sides of the aisle here. And so what I mean by that is this, is that Target now has announced that because of death threats um, and because of threats to their employees, they're taking their pride apparel and instead of putting it at the front of the store, they're going to move it to the back of the store, especially in southern places where supposedly some of these death threats came through. Now, uh, I know you don't you don't have to take it from me personally um, because I don't have the goods to actually prove this. But I'm just going to also tell you that neither does Target, because I would love to see the police report. But here's what I'll tell you from my pretty extensive experience with the LGBTQ community, one of the first things that they do is they accuse people of making death threats against them and they do not ever produce the receipts of this because they know that what that will immediately do is try to paint some picture of villainy and try to easily cast people as the bad guys and the good guys, rather or not, whether or not there was actually any death threats. So let me try to prove this at least from common sense perspective, since they can't prove that there are death threats and I can't prove that there are not. So let me just kind of give you the common sense argument here. And the common sense argument is simply this. If you're getting death threats because of pride apparel and you think it's enough that you should do something about it, do you really just move the location of the of the apparel? Really? Uh, like if you're going to if you're going to cave, then shouldn't you cave in a way that actually shows that you're actually concerned, which shows me that what these people are doing are just simply trying to appease a group of people. Now, they're trying to appease both parties. Here's how they're doing it. They're they're appeasing the conservatives by saying, all right, we hear you. We're going to we're going to give in a little bit. We're going to move our pride stuff away from the front of the store. You can still bring your kids into our store. They won't see the LGBTQ stuff unless you unless you're specifically going to try to find the tuck tuck twig and berries bathing suits. So don't worry about that anymore. Come get your come get your stuff um, now. The, they're trying to appease the LGBTQ community in this way. They're simply trying to suggest that, um, you know, we, we're being threatened and these conservatives, they're after us too. We're on your side and we have to look out for the health and the welfare of, of our employees. So we have to do this because conservatives are so disgustingly evil and bad. But we're on your side. Please don't hurt us because here's what they truly know at the end of the day. The people who will truly give death threats, the people who will truly burn and riot and loot are those in the LGBTQ community, not those in the Christian conservative movement over here on the right. Um, so it doesn't matter what the, the DHS says or what the Biden administration says. This is the facts on the ground. The reality is, is that they're just simply trying to say, hey, we have to protect our employees. Right. And they're LGBTQ um, affirming, too. So they're in your camp. And so don't be mad at us by the fact that we're having to cave to conservatives. And ultimately, there's a couple of things at the end of the day that all of this tells us. One is that you have way more power than you thought, way more power than you thought. It also shows us that when you actually use that power, you can use it for good. You can truly make a difference. And that is what power is for at the end of the day. Ultimately, the left and their concern over who has power and who has cultural dominance is we're, we're going to prove them right if we don't actually use whatever power the majority has for something good. Right now, Bud Light is reeling from the fact that conservatives are boycotting their business and Target is on the precipice of doing the same thing. And this is very, very important.
because for far too long, corporations have called the bluff of conservatives because they knew that the activated body of people were those in the minority in the LGBTQ community. You say to yourself, how in the world do we get to the place where a small minority of people have so much cultural power? Here's why they actually used it, whereas conservatives were just like, whatever, you do you, and you know, you stay over there, you do your thing, we're not gonna try to tell you what to do, you don't tell us what to do, you know, you can take our Bibles out of school, prayer out of schools, and all that stuff, and not teach religion in schools, even though it has incredible historical import for every single person, atheist and secular and, and Christian and, and religious and whatever, you can take that all out of schools and you can have your way, but just, you know, let us do what we want to, just let us be. Well, slowly but surely, hopefully we now realize that that was a recipe for disaster, that ultimately those with cultural power and a radical agenda are interested in changing the world for the future. So two things to say about that. And the first thing is this, is that the LGBTQ community has been working in the shadows for over 10 years working with things like the Human Rights Campaign, where they have taken millions of dollars to create something called the Corporate Equality Index. Now, this ESG type of index puts companies and ranks them based upon their LGBTQ friendliness. And of course, while conservatives have been falling asleep on the job and not worrying about the culture and basically abdicating the responsibility in the culture, the LGBTQ community has been taking advantage of that sleepiness and they have been creating things like what I just mentioned and they have been doing so in order to appeal to businesses in this way. Businesses know conservatives will buy their stuff, they don't have to worry about them, that's a segment of the of the community that they already have. But here's an activated group of, of activists um, in, in, the, in a minority community and we can win their market share and because these businesses aren't necessarily moral in nature, then they are willing to just sell out to whatever will provide for their bottom line. So this corporate equality index is just like, hey, you do what we want and then we'll support your business and then people from our community who are really activated will shop at your stores. And so Target obviously is on that corporate equality index, as you can see on the screen. Um, among other stores like Patagonia, and hopefully you've seen by now, their LGBTQ Pride Month marketing, which is just ridiculous, advocating like summer camps for kids and all sorts of things. Nonetheless, uh, the point is, is that the LGBTQ community knew long ago that their, their operation infiltrating major corporations was the way to truly impact the culture. Now they've done the long walk through the institution and the academy is almost totally eaten up by progressivism. Now, but they also know that the way to reach the common people is through corporations and through what people sell, especially if you, if you captivate those things that people actually need, places like Target and places like Walmart. And so they have been actively working within these institutions, within these corporations, to make sure to implement their agenda. Now, you may say what you want to about their agenda, but suffice to say, Target has now gone to the place where they are now selling bathing suits that could permanently damage the body parts of girls and boys in the pursuit of treating those girls and boys as though they were the opposite sex, but of course they are not. And more importantly, treating gender as though it were just a construct, as though the twig and berries between your legs was just a figment of your imagination and the way that you feel is way more important than your actual biology. 
So needless to say, they have been working so hard at this that now they have gotten places like Target to buy into this insanely radical philosophy. And again, I'll just step back and just ask you the question, what would happen if Christians were as serious as the LGBTQ community about making a difference in the world? And here's the most important thing that I think I draw away from this target backlash and from the importance of boycotts. Because you may ask yourself, if we boycott Target today, aren't we gonna have to boycott Walmart tomorrow? And of course, right now on the screen, I'll show you, here's what Walmart is selling online in their stores for Pride Month. You get cl uh, clothes for children, you get um, uh, clothes that essentially suggest that anybody that doesn't you know, go along with the LGBTQ agenda is nothing but a bigot and you need to be re-educated and, and all sorts of kind of crazy stuff. So the question is, is like, now we have to boycott Target and now we have to boycott Walmart. And like, where am I going to get my groceries if we boycott every corporation that actually buys into this agenda? So listen, I hear what you're saying and the reality is, is no, you can't boycott everything, but you can choose some examples that you want to the world to see and you want to dis the world to see so that you can display what a good person using their conscience with their pocketbook looks like, and it will truly make a difference. And here's why it must make a difference. Because we're going to pass down something to our children. Now, we don't live in the Bible times where back in Proverbs, it talks about, you know, a wise person leaves an inheritance to their children. We don't live in that society anymore. And in part, that's very bad because, for, for instance, when my father passed away, he left me nothing. And there's an inherit and there's no inheritance for for many people out there because we live in such a different world. But the good side of this is that in the world we live in today, especially in the American West, is that capitalism creates upward mobility in terms of your financial well-being so that you are not wholly dependent upon future generations passing down wealth to you that's built up over time so that you can actually make a difference in the world and not suffer, starve, and die. Back in Bible times, that was one of the, the very few ways that you could actually get ahead of the game was pass down inherited wealth. Now, we're not doing that today in the present, but the one thing we are doing undeniably, and we have done in every generation since the beginning of time to the present is this, is that we are passing down a culture to our children. And so here's the real question for you Christian, for you conservative out there. What culture do you want to pass down to your kids? What culture do you want them to grow up in? Because that is your responsibility. You have a unique and important responsibility to make sure that what you pass down to your kids is the kind of culture that you want them to live in. So here's the question. Do you want them to truly inherit a culture that is morally bankrupt or has so many agendas being infused into everyday life but not the agenda that you actually stand for, that there's no room for you to actually operate in that world. I'll just say this, if we truly live in the marketplace of ideas and we truly believe that the best idea should win, then shouldn't Christians have a voice in the marketplace? Shouldn't we be doing something to make a difference? And if it means that we have to boycott businesses and even put ourselves through a little bit of inconvenience, Christians should be the ones who are willing to do so. After all, we do talk about taking our cross and all that kind of stuff and being willing to take on temporary suffering for the, for, the, for the sake of a greater good. So the question is, is will you put your money where your faith is? And if that's true, I think you have no other option but to say, all right, I'm done with Target. 
I'm done with Walmart. I'm done with places that are kind of pushing this stuff down my throat, or at least pick one of those two and just say, I'm going to make an example out of this one. And if it were up to me, I would tell you, you need to pick Target. Now, because that first story was a little bit long, I want to hit these other two pretty quickly, but I just want to prepare you for the battle ahead. If you truly are going to put your money where your faith is, and you are going to enter into these boycotts, I don't just want to encourage you to do so. I also want to equip you for what's, for what's to come on the show. Last week, I talked about comments and sharpening your common sense so that you can see through some of the bull that our mainstream media peddles. And um, that's the case in this article here is that not only are you going to have to sharpen your common sense skills, but you're also going to have to stand your ground in terms of, of stories like this. So just recently, Yahoo Finance reported that the biggest losers of the Bud Light boycott are those independent distributors who are being hammered right now. So ultimately, the story goes as follows, that as a result of um, Bud Light being boycotted by conservatives is, is that there are there are unintended casualties like those truck drivers and small businesses and, and other people who sold Bud Light, who made money off of Bud Light, and now those people are being hurt. So ultimately, I, I, this is a really, really great lesson for each and every one of us as we look at this um, story. Is It's a reminder to us that there is no low that the news media will stoop to in order to manipulate and twist and distort reality. And here again, we have another prime example of that. So here we have an extortion attempt from um, from the news media towards conservatives saying, well, I thought you were about small businesses and I thought you were about people who were, you know, just those, those blue collar workers and people who uh, were just trying to get by. You know, I thought you were about supporting the little man, but here you are now putting truck drivers out of business, way to go. Of course, this is nothing less than an extortion attempt. All right, so what's gonna happen ultimately is, is that the market share that Bud Light loses will go to other places that distribute the same kind of goat piss that Bud Light was distributing. So nonetheless, uh, th th I, I hope you can see through this at face value, more importantly, um, I hope you understand that this is not an, a time for us to slow down. This is not a time for us to look back. This is not a time for us to reconsider the boycott and say, well, maybe now is enough. I think one of the greatest things, frankly, that could happen is that um, I don't know how this works exactly because I don't know that Anheuser-Busch is going to go completely out of business, but maybe they'll stop selling Bud Light altogether. Maybe they'll discontinue this brand and the conservative backlash will have had a major casualty uh, forgive me, a major, a major victory in, in, the, in the culture war. And, and what that does, of course, Bud Light can, can cancel the line and recreate something tomorrow in its place. Sure they can. And people will probably fall for it, uh, you know, because it's hard in the surplus of, of options out there in the marketplace to actually keep track of all of it. But, but here's what will have happened. Bud Light will have learned an important lesson through it all, and perhaps other corporations like them, by the way, they are learning it right now. But they will only learn what they've always known, which is that conservatives actually don't back up their beliefs with actually any action, with no real action, if we 
you know, boycott Bud Light for three weeks and then go back to buying it. This is what they are hoping it. This is what they are relying upon. They think Bud Light is too strong for the um, for the American people, stronger than our resolve and our conscience and our morality, and they think that they can outlast us. So in every way, this is this is a war. They're sitting on the other side of the wall, thinking that they'll eventually get tired. Um, that this winter will come. They'll run out of resources. They'll back up, and we will get victory. But we can't allow that to happen. The greatest level of victory at this point in time for Bud Light, since they won't come out and just fully say that uh, we we reject the transgender agenda, which I think is the only saving grace for them. If they come out tomorrow and say, hey, we're sorry we did this, uh, we do not buy into the radical notion that a man can be a woman or a woman can be a man. If they said that tomorrow, yeah, they'll get the pride community mad at them, but they'll win back conservatives. That's the only out for them. That's the only way for redemption for them. By the way, biblical concept, right? There is no real salvation outside of repentance. Okay. I know it's a corporation and not a human being, so I'm not trying to be um, silly here, but, but I'm just saying that the only way forward for Bud Light is to either turn around and recant or for them to uh, to just go out of business or to put that line to, to, to death. And, and when that happens, a great victory, victory will have been won either way. And we've got to start thinking like this as, as mindful, thoughtful um, consumers again in the mainstream uh, market. We have to put our capital in the things that will create the kind of culture that we want for our kids. So needless to say, I hope to put that on your radar just to say, keep on keeping on. I don't actually buy this stuff, so I can't uh, keep on keeping on, but you can. Those of you who are watching this, you can. You can continue to pursue this to its, to its ultimate end, which is to set a target, and, and to allow that target to be hit or not. And, and if it's not, there is no turning back, all right? And the target is this, turn away from what you're doing and then we'll, we'll support you once again. If you don't, then we're not, we're done here. We're done here. We're, we're done with the gender mutilation of children. We're done with big pharma stuffing their pockets at the expense of people's mental health. We're done here. I, so just the last thing about this at the end of the day is this, is that if you truly care about people, you will care about this. I know that Christians get all up in arms and they're like, well, we're not supposed to judge, right? And of course, the people who are crying out for the most tolerant tolerance are always the ones who are totally intolerant. Um, the idea here is not that we are judging people based upon their eternal resting place. Um, we are not even judging people based upon whether they're Christians or not in the LGBTQ community. We could, that's a different show for a different day, but they're not. Suffice to say, but so anyhow, the point is, is that what we are doing is we are doing something that is in their best interest, regardless of what their ideology tells them, regardless of what their religion tells them, no matter how fake it is. What we're doing is we are trying to help people actually overcome these lies and look past them so that they can grow and so that they can understand that this is um, this is not beneficial to them. And when I say this, this is what I mean, that the, the companies who wish to pat you on the back as you walk down the path that will ultimately lead to to moral and spiritual degradation, those companies don't care about you. The people who will actually stand in your way and say, don't go this way. 
there's nothing but a dead end here. Please go the opposite way. Those people are the ones who really, truly care about you. So this is not about a vendetta. This is not about being vindictive. This is about creating a better world. And this is about making sure that the people who don't even know that we're on their side, but think we're their enemies, that letting those people continue to, to dislike us, even if that's what it costs, but to always root for their good, even if they dislike us in the process. By the way, this is being a parent. For those of you who have teenagers, you know it. Um, sometimes you have to do things that your kids don't like, but you do it regardless because you know it's what's best for them. And speaking of what's best for people, we'll go to our last segment today, Bible study with Democrats. Oh, God of pronouns. Now in this segment, I usually talk about kind of false interpretations of scripture that the left brings us, and they have some hot takes, trust me. But I wanna kind of just put leftism as a religion on display in a more broader fashion, and I wanna do that by talking about Michael Jordan. Now, you'll have to forgive me, I just got done watching The Last Dance with uh, with Michael Jordan, which is about his two three-peats with the Bulls, you know, winning three championships, and then winning three championships back to back again. Um, now, it was obviously about much bigger topics than Michael Jordan, and this comes on the heels of Scottie Pippen saying something to the effect that Michael Jordan wasn't a great player. Nonetheless, pushing all that aside, it, there's some, some moments in this documentary that I think are very key, and one of them shows kind of leftism on full display and their cultural agenda that they have been implementing for years and years and years, hopefully I show you this so that you can understand that we need to be on a much more important cultural agenda, but one that actually has truth behind it. So we should be standing it up, standing up for it even more. Now, needless to say, there was a black man that was running as a Democrat in North Carolina, a man named Harvey Gent, not Harvey Dent for all of you Batman nerds, um, Harvey Gant, and he was running as governor um, against a white man that supposedly was supposed to be racist. They tried to depict this in the film, but didn't do a great job. And uh, so Michael Jordan's mother called him up, said, hey, would you mind endorsing this candidate? Michael Jordan refused to do so. And he did so on the premise that he didn't actually know the man, his politics and what he stood for. So he didn't feel like he would be a great person to try to endorse this man. Now, later he was asked by the media, hey, why didn't you uh, do endorse this candidate? Are you going to endorse this candidate? And he said no, because Republicans buy sneakers too. Now, a lot of people, including including Barack Obama on the documentary, said shame, shame, shame to Michael Jordan because he was being a corporate shill and just worried about selling more so than he was actually standing up for things that matter. And of course, we have people like LeBron James standing up for Malcolm X. And when asked what's actually in the book that's in your hand, he can't say a single thing. Um, and, and of course, never wants to stand up against some of the predations of things going on in China, but uh, obviously wants to stand up against the systemic racism of the police departments in, in America. So needless to say, he just realized Michael Jordan and a breath of fresh air a long time ago realized I don't really know anything about this guy. And the fact that he's black doesn't mean that I'm going to endorse him just because of the color of his skin. Crazy idea. I know doesn't mean that I'm going to I'm going to endorse him. I, I mean, even crazier idea, right? Not all black people are the same. 
I don't know for the life of me why black people buy into this idea in the first place, because it's actually really, really racist to treat all black people as monoliths. They all think alike and they all act the same. And if he's black, shouldn't that be enough for you? You don't need to know his politics. Just know that he's black. Again, this is this kind of blind, radical, illogical faith of the left on full display. But Michael Jordan, again, refused to do it. And thankfully, and I'm, I'm thankful for that because what that shows here is that, first of all, the radical agenda of the left has been on full display trying to use the power of people like Michael Jordan to further their agenda for a long time. But that there is also individuals in the past who have stood up against that and not allowed their power to be used for illicit purposes, but wanted to make sure that they were doing the right thing. And this is where I think Christians, especially and conservatives, need to take a stand. They need to be aware that they have power. They have the most important kind of power, not the kind of power that comes from politics, not the kind of power that even comes from money, but they have the power, kind of power that comes from truth. And because truth is on our side, we need to stand for truth as much as we possibly can. And when we do so, it, it allows more opportunities for the truth to be heard. And it allows for those who want to pervert things in the marketplace like Michael Jordan and who he is, because Michael Jordan isn't just a black icon as much as he is that. He's, he's an icon to the whole world. And isn't it better that way? Before the racial politics had gotten so ridiculous, Michael Jordan was beloved by white and black. I mean, we were singing commercials about, I wanna be like Mike. And I was singing it as a young white kid, regardless of the way that I grew up. And isn't that better for our world? Well, the only way that that happens is when people who have the truth stand for it. And when people who have an element of cultural power refuse to let the left do their thinking for them. And the last thing on this is just simply this. Michael Jordan was smart enough to know that he didn't know what he was talking about. And so he was quiet about it. I know it's a radical concept in our day and age where everybody has social media and a, and a platform to say whatever they want. But maybe if you don't know what you're talking about, you should just shut up. Because in the meantime, we now take for granted what our voice is capable of and how important it actually is that we use it for good. And more and more, we're having to reconsider what role that we may have in creating a moral society by using our voice and using our market power and using our dollars and using our common sense in the marketplace to actually create the world that we want to live in. I think it's beneficial not only to you in the present, but also to our kids in the future. If you believe that you have an obligation to make this world a little bit of a better place, then yes, participate in boycotts. Make sure you endorse things with your, with your money, but also, Make sure that you're considerate of making sure that you do not participate in things that you have no business participating in. If you have morals, I suggest that you use them and use them as much as you can. Thanks so much for watching. Hopefully that was helpful to you. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode down in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks so much for watching. And don't forget to go with God.